Kia ora, mate. Sky Williams here, just plugging my comedy tour, going to Auckland, Wellington, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane. That's basically it, I think. I've forgotten one. Yeah, come along, please. Book now. GuyWilliams.co.nz or my link trees or social medias. I love you. Bye. The New Zealand Today podcast was made with the support of New Zealand on air. And also the, this microphone. Cheers, microphone. Welcome to the um, bowels of the New Zealand Today production facility. My name is um, Guy Williams. I'm the host of New Zealand Today. I'm joined by my friend and the director of New Zealand Today. His name is Matthew Cook. Mm-hmm. Hello. Talk. Thank uh, you. Podcast is an audio, yeah, audio-based well, um, genre. No one can see you. You're not. What has been my previous introduction to this? The Cookie Man. Yeah. You want to go back to that? No. That's <laughs> no. I was just wondering because I feel like we did like a massive intro at one point. Yeah, we did. We did a huge intro to um, uh, the Lucy Roach story. Mm. And it was also amazing because we managed to be um, more R18 in our chat than it was in the actual interview. I thought we were quite safe and mature. <laughs> like, we weren't crude, right? Are you doing a jo- oh, I think we're pretty crude. Were we? Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's all relative to what you think you are, but yeah, we're pretty yeah. bad. But like, when a doctor talks about penises, <laughs> it's fine, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not, um, I don't know if you have been practicing medicine recently, but we're not actually doctors. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, we're back for another podcast. Matt, you're like, I feel like you're losing faith in the project. No, my faith was always very low. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't lose faith when it's already going poorly. Yeah. Well, give me faith. What do you got? What's, right. the, what's the next one? Okay, well, um, I'm going to give you t- two names. One of the biggest celebrities and, you know, Icons in New Zealand history, Lisa Lewis. Mm-hmm. Bit of a background on Lisa Lewis for people who don't know. Who are they? She, she bur- it's okay. <laughs> Lisa Lewis um, burst on the scene in around uh, 2004, I believe, when she ran onto uh, the field at an All Blacks game in the Waikato wearing a Billabong bikini. Um, she became an instant sensation and she was all over the Sunday papers, which were a big deal at the time. And um, became a household name as mm. New Zealand's most famous stripper. She was iconic. Was she a stripper before that point? Yes, I think so. Ah. Um, uh, she also um, has mentioned to me in the past that that um, was actually uh, a first date. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine you're on a date with a woman. You go to the rugby. Pretty normal first date in New Zealand. You know, you're sitting there in the crowd. Like, no, I wouldn't say it's a great date because I don't know. It's more of a dude's date than a, you know, like I like to do a date that, both parties are going to be into. I don't know. Maybe she loved it. I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to go on a date where there are better options of men on display. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I um, uh, never go on dates to the all-male strip review, The Thunder from Down Under, (laughs) because they've got huge wangs and it makes me feel bad. That's cool. So was that her promotion? doing the strip the streak i think so now that i think about it yeah so she's like a wellington um strip club icon and then she was she'd moved to hamilton she's working at a legendary strip club i think i could be wrong but there's a strip club there called firecats look some of the details on this podcast will be wrong but firecats was definitely one of the most awesome strip clubs great name great aesthetic for a building it was a cinder block like bunker Mm. with firecats just a tiny black sign written in like aerial bold font 
Firecats. Firecats. And you just knew that what was going on in there was a good time and you had to get in there real quick. They had like a van that would just drive around Hamilton just picking up dudes <laughs> straight to Firecats. <laughs> and I actually don't know if Lisa Lewis was at, at Firecats, but she is like a kind of an icon of the industry. I feel like strip clubs, are they big in New Zealand? No, I wouldn't say so. Nah. We're a, t- we're a we're tiny so, country. Yeah, we're yeah. so small. So you but probably know the strippers. People see you going into the strippers. <laughs> it's too hard to go to the strippers. I mean, I've been to a few strip clubs in New Zealand. I don't want to brag about it, but um, there's quite a few. Like Auckland, for a city of 1.4 million or whatever, we've got like four or five. Mm. I actually have not been to any in Auckland, so I wouldn't know. What, um, what do you see at a strip club? You see a uh, woman dancing on stage to the point of uh, nudity. Mm. And yeah, just women dancing on stage, getting nakeder and nakeder. One thing that was an eye-opener for me when I was on John and Ben was I got a personal lap dance, and it was like... I assumed it was like in the movies. It's Where like was that? Grinding. That was at the White House. I did a story um, on uh, for the Rugby World Cup. They were doing um, All Blacks themed strips, which was kind of a funny novelty. And they did the haka. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it was extremely racist. But I got a lap dance who for that was, story. And it who was, was playing the All Black? No, it was like the girls were dressed like Men. with like skimpy All Black shirts on and, you know, oh, yeah. underwear and yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. So rugby fans would go in and be like, oh yeah. No, it was. Uh, well, I've always wanted to see <laughs> Tana Umanga <laughs> strip in front of me. No, it was. Um, you know, it was a publicity stunt. Looking for it, looking at it now, I fell hook, like and sinker. My point was, and this is interesting to me. Lisa Lewis really changed my perspective on sex workers. Mm. We were doing a story on mermaid strip clubs. We needed some strippers who had worked at mermaids, and she hadn't actually worked there, but she was very well aware of the stories and stuff like that because she was in the industry and she worked at every other club around there. So she, so she was a good person to talk to. And Lisa Lewis, I honestly, I don't know what to expect, but like the view of strippers, I don't know, is like, I don't know. I think of the movie like Hustlers or something like that. Um, I don't know. I just, you just kind of think of, you kind of think of strippers along the lines of like real estate agents or something like that. Like in the way they're portrayed in movies is kind of like, I don't know, just kind of like dodgy. Mm. And she really, um, well, they're in a dodgy business. They're in a dodgy business. Well, they business. were. But it's not their fault it's dodgy. They're just the performers. Yeah. It's the dudes behind the scenes that are creepy as hell most yeah. of the time. But Lisa Lewis was just like the most lovely person and it just changed my perspective like that. Like I really was charmed at how like naturally charismatic she was and stuff like that. But she also um, was just like, she bought the crew bowls of water. She's like, I hear you've been driving for two hours. Mm-hmm. Do you want, you know, like I just thought she was just an all round fantastic person. Mm. And um, well, I guess she's been in the service industry. Yeah. She's an expert. Yeah. So yeah, I guess she is good at servicing people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Being you. nice to people. I, I do, that was one of my questions last time I spoke is when you record your OnlyFans sexual content, where do you get the male talent from? Mm. It's kind of interesting, eh? Where does she? she? I think it was often like literally her fans or Patreons or whatever or OnlyFans subscribers. Wow. Yeah. And she's she's actually doing really well in there. Like she's kind of killing it. She's kind of a um, an icon of the industry. But I wonder another yeah. story with, with Lisa Lewis and um, just because I thought she was such good talent and such a, what, a funny um, person. What does she think about how the industry has moved to... I guess, ownership of your content through OnlyFans. When I sp- spoke to her last, she absolutely loved it. Yeah, I bet. She was like, especially because, um, you know, COVID hit not long after, so it was mm. a chance to stay a lot, you know, like it would oh, have wow, yeah. decimated the stripping industry, that's for sure. So yeah, she was killing it. Um, it was intense. So it's, it's kind of interesting how like when that's your job, it's so normal because like she's like, she, she mm. talked about how like you um, – upload content regularly so you take like a batch of photos and then and then drip feed them kind of thing mm. and she's like I got all this ready to go and she just pulled up her phone and scrolled through some of the pictures and it was just like 
I, straight away, I was looking straight down, like you know, Broadway, and it was mm. like it was it was for me. I was like, you know, like well, there was other people around. It was like, but for her, yeah, that's every day. It's every day. That's just part of the job, and it's quite interesting. And I was like, look, look what a prude I am. That it, you know, it it made, it made me look. I I, I realize I'm heading to a joke here, but like, um, it made me want to ex- explore my sexual horizons. <laughs> By what? Going on OnlyFans? No, just um, being less of a prude. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. like being naked. Oh, mm. actually, I know I've done a lot for New Zealand today, but that's because it's for a great laugh. But like, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy it in my private life. You know, I don't know. Even if you're just at home, what about what in the shower? Yeah, I enjoy it in the shower. That's right. But like, I don't know. It's just interesting. You just got to get used to it. Anyway, Lisa Lewis was an amazing person, and um, I wanted to do a story, and the perfect fucking story came out oh before before I mention the perfect fucking story I wanted to play this game this is a, um, a deleted scene from the interview I did with Lisa Lewis from the mermaid story because it just couldn't fit in mm-hmm, couldn't fit mm-hmm. in for duration and I thought it was pretty funny she told me about one of her favourite um, moves on the stage in Wellington back in the um, early 2000s she called it a six candle show she's like everyone's looking for a gimmick my gimmick was a six candle show mm-hmm. a six candle show was a show that starts in the dark and she comes out with a lit candle, mm-hmm. and she starts dancing, and she needs to place six candles around her body. Mm-hmm. So, as you can imagine, two hands. How big are the candles? What's I the I don't know. What's the girth? It's amazing. It's amazing how you ask questions, and you immediately. I would say standard table candles, like standard, like they're like size of like size of a small penis. I would say. Where no, I'm talking girth. Yeah. Okay. I'm Less saying. than a coke can. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. You're thinking of like a coir, like scented candles. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I'm saying like candles back in the day are like long, skinny ones. That's oh what yeah, I'm okay, yeah, of. yeah. Like the is it Hanukkah candles? No. What are Hanukkah, they? yeah, Hanukkah. yeah. Hanukkah. I don't know. Not even in the ballpark there. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Monica. Hanukkah. I'm gonna do the quiz now for Matt. You've got a name in the six candle show. She constantly adds mm. a candle to her body while yep. while dancing. Remember as well. well so yeah, that's why my girth question was important. Okay, well, um, anyway, we're, we're talking about candles. Sorry, candles, where are they going? Lisa Lewis to the six candles sh- show, and this is a fun game to play at home as well, if you want to pause Wait, so she up. is lighting them and yeah. holding them. And dancing on stage. In, no, not only dancing, in an erotic way. I can't even do the first thing. I can't even dance in a right way. I've tried for mm. comedy purposes. That's hard. All right. Lighting them, holding them. Where is Lisa Lewis putting the six candles in the six candle show on her body? And she can't. Putting them in fabric or within clothes is not an option. It's a naked body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I assume she needs at least a hand free to light them. Oh, you think of the, f- the final show. She's got six candles going and she's, she's dancing. Okay. So you don't have to think about like, it's not a riddle. Six. Six, yeah. One. Left hand. Correct. Okay. Left hand. Yeah. Right hand. Yeah. Mouth. Yeah. How many is that? <laughs> three <laughs> you've done the three obvious ones this yep. is how this is how fun it is eh like you think oh six candles oh yeah easy oh, I mean how um, how good is she with her feet oh I don't know because uh, we'll I'd go left foot right foot yeah butthole oh yeah you came in quite hot with the, the butthole there eh well only because the butthole has butt cheeks yeah and you can grab with butt cheeks yeah I don't know if you can grab with your front cheeks well um, yeah you, you. I mean look don't take my word for it we've actually got Lisa Lewis's audio here um, this is a deleted scene from New Zealand Today, um, season two. Oh, she got the answers. She's got the absolute answers, and this is where Lisa Lewis um, holds the six candles during one of her legendary 
Wellington Six Candle Show. And Wellington in the mid-2000s was a hive of innovation in the adult mm. industry. So what's a candle show? So you imagine six candles being held and only two are being held by one hand each. So you imagine where all the others are. I'm going to imagine right now. Okay, yeah. so one in the left hand, one in the right hand, one in the mouth. Yes. Now this is where it gets tricky. Okay, one in the ass. Not asshole, held between the ass cheeks. Sorry, sorry, yes. one in the ass cheeks. Yes. I've got two to go. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say one in the vagina. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now I'm out of places to put it. And the last one... I just put in the vagina too. Two in the vagina? <laughs> Do you know what? That's Kiwi ingenuity. <laughs> Thank you. New Zealanders in many ways are innovators in the stripping industry. How good, eh? You did not see that coming. Well, that feels like cheating. Well, no, it's not cheating. I thought it was one per place. <laughs> if, you, if you told me it could be multiple, I'd go all in the butthole. <laughs> Well, you could just do six in your two, three in each hand, you know? <laughs> that, you'll admit, that is an impressive feat of skill. Yeah, that is funny. That's unbelievable. Even one in the vagina is tough. But... I couldn't do that. Smaller candles. Oh, yeah. I mean, but even like, how, what's the centre of gravity? I, sh I just didn't ask that follow-up question. I was like, at that point, do you have to lie down as part of the dance? No, you can't. Ah. No, you can't because you've got one in the butthole. Yeah. That's amazing, like, um, vaginal strength. Kia yeah, interesting. Anyway, we're not here to talk about candles. We're here to talk about Lisa Lewis and mm -hmm. her. She's got some adventures, man. Well, mm. she ran for mayor, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually thought she's got a juicier story than that. She is in a legal battle with the Hamilton Cosy Club. Mm. What's that? A, a Cosy Club is a cosmopolitan club, like a um, like a working men's club or mm. a RSA kind of oh, vibe. Yeah. They often have like a lawn bowls, some darts dance floor, maybe a TAB, definitely a pub. Yep. It's a huge bar club in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And she lives next to them, and they've been in a feud. Who's been feuding? Who's been the aggrieved? Uh, the Cosy Club, ah. like, kind of doesn't like her doing her business. Like, only fans and stuff next to them, I what? think. I think they're sexist. I don't know what's going on. How do they on. know about her business? I reckon they're subscribers. They definitely are. I don't know what's going on, but um, I love the story. It has Lisa Lewis, a legend... It has, you know... Cozy Club. Cozy Club, <laughs> Six Candle Shows. I want to go to a Cozy Club. You know, it's got everything to it. Uh, Lisa has not been replying to my messages recently, so I'm going to go down and try and find out what's going on. I want to get the side of the Cozy Club. I want to talk to Lisa Lewis mm -hmm. and get down um, to the bottom of this lawsuit that's going on between Lisa Lewis and uh, the Hamilton Cozy Club. Yeah. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, is it? Do you want to yeah, <laughs> it is. Do you want to wish me good good luck? <laughs> this is a good story. If this goes well, this could be on the New Zealand Today season four on the show. So yeah, I just don't understand. I guess I do have questions, which is a good thing for a story. Yeah, but your questions will always annoy me. Yeah, <laughs> hit me with your top three. So I've already asked you my first question. Yeah. How do they know what business she's up to? Yeah. What kind of business is she doing? Yeah. That causes disruption. Yeah. Because if she's just on OnlyFans, yeah. taking a few snaps, all good. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, you can yeah. do anything you want in your own house yeah, if everyone involved is consenting. But yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. It's really interesting. And as my director, I think you should support me more. Or should you direct me in the direction of better, <laughs> better stories? No, I am, I'm, I'm interested. Well, if you want to provide your own stories for the um, podcast, that's fine. Yeah, I do. I'm heading down to Hamilton. To my my stories end up on TV, though. <laughs> with vision. Because they're fucking good. <laughs> Strong argument. Okay, I'm hitting the road. I'm off to Hamilton to try and solve the mystery of Lisa Lewis 
and her feud with the Hamilton Cosy Club. Cool. Good luck. Okay, so nice to meet you, sir. My name's Guy. G'day, Guy. I'm Ed. Yeah, okay, so this is the craziest thing. I was just in the um, Hamilton Cosy Club just trying to get a vibe of it for the Lisa Lewis story. And as I'm walking in, there's a dude there and um, he's in the doorway and he's like, can I get a photo? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And as we're taking the photo, he's got lightsabers and gloves in his hand. I'm like, this guy's up to mischief. So um, what, what are you up to today? Um, so a few of us, um, we're part of a group called the All of the Eclipse and we do lightsaber training here once every fortnight. Um, we'll go to the Memorial Park here in Hamilton. That's our other place to train. So we just train up. We just practice like our lightsaber fencing and also, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So lightsaber training? Yep. This is off the hook. It is off the hook. So there's different forms and different ways to... Like it is technically, if you had it on a hook and took it off, this would be off it. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, it's been really fun and it's good. It's actually been good exercise as well, really strong cardio. So if you want to see us and participate as well, bro, come join us. And yeah, so pretty much this one. Sick. Yeah. And it glows and stuff. Yeah, it pretty much glows. And um, you can change colors, different sound systems. So this one is the Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber sound. Yeah. But yeah, and there's different ways. So the reason why a lot of the other lightsabers will be expensive is, you know, the style, the hilt, the quality of it, but also it's the electronics. I've, I've honestly never heard of this. Yeah. So hold that thought. I'm going to come see you guys soon if that's all right. Yep, no worries. Um, right now I'm going to go talk to Lisa, but thank you. No worries, mate. Cheers, bro. Nice to meet you. Crazy. Nice to meet you, guy. Cheers. Lisa. Sorry to bother you. It's Guy Williams. Okay, so I just saw Lisa... And um, I felt a bit bad because I kind of showed up out of the blue. I thought she'd be happy to see me. Um, she wasn't. She wasn't in the mood for an interview today. So I um, apologise profusely. And, um, yeah, it's kind of stuffed my story, to be honest. But I totally respect her wishes to not tell it. I, I, I'm not a madman. She did tell me she wanted to tell the story in the past. But I don't know. I just Obviously, her, her opinion has changed. So, yeah, I'm a bit screwed. But this is Hamilton, it's a magical place. So part of me is thinking I just wander back into the Cosy Club and go interview those lightsaber legends. Hi, how's it going? Good. My name's Guy. Hello, I'm Morgan. So what is this? So this is the Hamilton Cosy Club. So it's a chartered club in New Zealand for members and affiliated club members. Okay, so what, what, is, what, is, what is a Cosy Club? So it's like a workman's or an RSA. We're all in the same family um, and you can um, join as a member, so it's a private club, so yeah. not anyone can just walk in off the street. Okay. So. Well, I've just walked in off the street. Sorry about that. So <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to join the club. You can. You can um, do a month's membership for only ten dollars, so you can see what we're all about before you jump in whole hog. That is a bargain. Would well, you mind just giving me a brief uh, a brief tour of the place? Is, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Oh, this is a huge venue. Yeah. So we've got a capacity of twelve hundred. We've got eight full-size snooker tables, 14 dartboards. Yeah. So, yeah, um, outdoor bowls, indoor bowls, yeah, upstairs, function room, downstairs, function room. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah kitchen, it's, it, it's, bar. It's actually, it's actually massive, eh? I'm, like, shocked at how big this place is. Yeah. And it has, like, 40 dartboards, huge dance floor. Yep. Lawn bowls, you've got it all. Yeah. I need to, I need to move to Hamilton and join. Well, we have a, we have a bit of fun. 
<laughs> I'm really nice to meet you and thanks for the talk. That's all right. Good to see you again, bro. Good to see you again, guy. My, um, my previous story uh, fell over. Oh, so I'm back yeah. at this. I'm back at this story now. <laughs> this is way more interesting. In, anyway, so you've all got lightsabers. Yep. You've all got gloves. Um, let me go through everyone's names. Your name is. So my name's Ed, short for Edmund. Ed, short for Edmund. Uh, Dylan. Dylan. I'm Sean. Sean. Ben. Ben. And Nick. Nice Nick. to meet you. Really nice to meet you guys. And together, you guys are called the. Order of the Eclipse. The Order of the Eclipse. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. And you are you the coach? What's your What's your role? No, no, I'm just. Coordinator, probably, if anything else. You've got a lot of lightsabers. Yeah, I seem to bring the most of them at the moment, but these guys are just getting some new ones anyway, so they're coming in. A couple of them, they break. They do break, so... Wow. Yeah. This is like a, a real lightsaber, pretty much. Not, pretty much? Not, not far away. Does it make noises when it clashes and stuff like that? How's it... Spin yep, so you can give it a spin around. Wow. Sick. I can't wait to see this. And, um... If you hit it on something, it will make a clashing noise. Damn. They, they and are these clubs like this all around New Zealand? Yeah, so we're trying to get, there's about 1,200 of us in the um, Lightsaber Guild in New Zealand now. The Lightsaber Guild, that's off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we run the Hamilton one and we're called the um, Order of the Eclipse. Order of the Eclipse? Yeah, so we've got a cool name. We're a Sith group, even, um, so we're kind of trying to be a Sith group. but. So we use red lightsabers and have this sort of carry on. Do you cosplay as well or just lightsabers? Uh, I mean, we don't really cosplay. We more for the fighting of it. So our knuckles get a bit damaged. Yeah. Okay, and how long do you guys train for? Um, Thursday nights, Monday nights for a couple of hours until the guys get tired or sore. I love that you do it in the middle of a costly club though. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So people walk past us and they're here for bowling and darts and pull and then they're like, who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, bringing Cosy Club into the future. Yeah, fuck, too far into the future, if anything. Yeah, yeah a little bit into the future, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheers, bro. And yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys do. So these guys will have a fight for you. Okay, they're facing off. It's red lightsaber versus blue lightsaber. They're touching swords. Shit. And there's, there's some different forms people fight in too. So there's about seven forms in Star Wars in the sort of fandom. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, on the oh, head. Oh, that was a head shot. That was a head shot. Yeah. Careful. Um, so. Um, um, oh, he's bleeding. Media, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, he said, he said, I know. I love you. I know. Should we not stop it for blood? Hey, good fight, guys. Oh, shit, here's a double-edged sword. This is, is this Darth, Darth Maul? Yeah, I mean, you can make it Darth Maul, but I've just changed the colours on it. Bro, yeah. okay. And so on one end is a, a medium grade, and on the other end is a heavy grade, just so you can get a feel of what they are. But, yeah, that's a double sort of... Adult, that, that's the exact replica of the Darth Maul one. That, this is so... This is, this is very cool. Yeah, and that's imported from America, so it's... Um, yeah. Well, good on you, bro. This is an awesome passion. You guys are doing wicked. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those things. You know, you sort of, when you're a kid, you know, back in, you know, because I'm a bit older probably as well, um, you sort of were like, wow, I'm Luke Skywalker. But actually now you can be Luke Skywalker and, um, and keep your limbs, which is quite cool as well. Can I ask, honestly, how much is this big, this, this Darth Maul one, double side? Um, so normally you'd pay around sort of maybe 800 for that. But the people that I pissed all the time in America gave me a discount on it. So I was pretty happy. So Amazing. I reckon these kids would fuck me up. Yeah, yeah, they will. But it's bro, bro, you're bleeding, you're bleeding, you're bleeding. I got to talk about this. I'll give, I'll give you that. I don't want to, I don't want to damage it. No, good. Um, okay, you, you, you've, you've done the fight. You're now bleeding. Oh yeah. 
No, honestly, we, how many times have we been whacked in the face by each other? You're bleeding by it from the face, mate. Yeah, this is like the second time now. <laughs> but honestly, it's okay. Like, to be honest, we're tough. This is the Waikato, we are tough. And to be honest, this just shows we're just better than the other teams around New Zealand. The fact you're bleeding from your face and trading, that shows you're better than the other teams. I would, I would say that means you're worse than the other teams because they're probably not bleeding out their face. Bro, it is, it is for the VIP service because you are here, bro. So we just went full blast. Oh, and good on you, man. So yeah, so to be honest, that's why we also like, especially in the tournament, we do wear safety glasses. So. And could I, could I have a bit of a trial go? 100%, we need you to um, get in the trials and become a Jedi, right? Yeah, yes, become a Jedi, yeah! <laughs> Sick, oh this is great. I started doing a, when I started doing this story, I was doing a completely different story, and now I'm doing a story about the, it's really taken a turn, but it's taken a great turn. This is gonna be a good night in Hamilton. Sick. Okay. Sound effects with my lightsaber. Uh, that is off the hook. It's like a musical instrument. You play a song with it. And that's a cool sound font. That's the sound font of Holofix Ship Slave. So um, it's seismic charges and it does a little. For those people out there who understand it. Yeah. So when you turn that off. And then you flick it, it'll make the seismic charge noise that he drops in that space scene. So yeah. it's a seismic charge from um, Boba Fett. Here we go. Yeah. Sick. That's so cool, eh? That's that real cool. Very cool. Yeah, you can thank Royston from Rotorua for that. He did that especially for me. I was just like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Royston. Thanks so much for sharing uh, your hobby with me, guys. No, it's awesome. So you're inside the ring. So you're inside that ring. In here? Okay, here we go. So I'll probably mostly do the defending if you want to start off. Yeah. Okay, we're ready to go? Yep. Shit. Ready, baby. I got a blue sword like Luke. Oh shit, he's quite good. <laughs> okay, I'm not ready for that move. Yeah, yeah, oh, this is awesome. It's like a childhood dream. Oh shit, got me in the league. You chopped my leg off. I should pretend like I got one leg. Eh? Nice yeah, shot. Just hop around a bit. Yeah. How good your balance? That was a nice move, bro. That was a nice move. Oh, I can't believe I'm losing to a fucking tradie from Hamilton. Here we go. From Huntley. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wrong place. Wrong. <laughs> shit. I gotta get a point, I gotta get a point. Oh, you saw the saver's going off, here we go. Spin boots. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I wish I knew a Star Wars quote right now. Anger leads to hate. You have the high ground. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Oh, yeah, you cut me. <laughs> you can't cut me while I'm doing a cool pose. Oh, he's going one. I can't hit him. He's so good at defending, I just can't hit him. Yeah! Hey, cheers, bro. Sincerely appreciate that, mate. That was, uh, that was really fun. I was scared. Um, but that was really good defending. Like, I couldn't hit you. Wow, well thank you so much for that guys, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Privileged to be a member of the, audio, uh, the uh, Order of the Eclipse. Yeah. yeah, thank you. What are you scrolling on your phone? Um, lightsabers.org.nz <laughs>
Wait, 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 are you immediately hearing that and going, I'm going to get into this? It does look pretty pretty cool. That's exactly what they look like. If you, if yeah. you don't go to lightsabers.org.nz, I'll put some photos on my social media. These guys were sick. They look like proper swords as well. Yeah. Were they good? Yeah. Like good swordsmen? Compared to me, yeah, I was absolutely... Do- I mean, they were the best swordsmen I've ever fought against, but wow. so I've never been in a sword fight before. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. I did the um, medieval combat, armoured combat, within... Um, Bulls with the New Zealand medieval combat team, and that mm. was terrifying because I can see why people would get into it. But like, if they if the sword misses your armor, you're gonna get fucked up. Like, it's a full yeah, metal it's quite sword. quite a brutal sport. Yeah, and it was like it was. It, people thought was it hard getting hit in the head in that, but it was like no, that was the best place because you had a really solid helmet. It was like everywhere else where you're like my armor didn't quite fit. I'm very but tall. even like the sound of it, surely like in the helmet in your ears. No, nah, no, nah, that was all good. Was that it? was all good. But like this. This was obviously felt a lot safer, but still, like, you didn't want to get hit. And I was scared because the guy just dominated me straight away. And the and lightsabers? Yeah. Do they wear Star Wars gear? No. Oh, they're just wearing normal Oh, shirt. they might. They might when they compete, but they were just there in, like, normal gym gears. Oh, wow. The training it's like a full-on like competition. Yeah. Like, is it fencing, but with light? I feel like you're going to leave the podcast right now <laughs> and just go and enter a comp. So, yeah, I mean, you can join. Ha- Auckland has um, a lot of chapters as well. Like, Hamilton, I think it's just one. So, shout to the um, Order of the Eclipse for um, having me. But I have to first dress the elephant in the room is that I did fail to get the Lisa Lewis story. But how... We often talk about the magic in New Zealand today. Yeah. And that is pretty magic to be. I was literally walking out of the Cossie Club and thinking, oh, I've fucked this story up badly. Lisa doesn't want to talk. And then um, I see these guys walking in with lightsabers and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, perfect story right here. I can imagine you're quite a big Star Wars buff as well, so you'd be kind of into that. I'm not really, to be honest. I thought everyone was. I would say, I, I would say you've, you would have seen every Star Wars. Yeah. When Phantom Menace came out. Oh, yeah. And okay. you were 12. Yeah, unbelievable. And yeah, and we thought Jar Jar Binks was the coolest guy. We've talked about this before. And then it wasn't until <laughs> as an adult, and we're like, he's not only the most annoying character in Star Wars history, but also probably a racist stereotype. And like, oh man, I didn't know anything about that. I just found him like a lovable sea creature. Um, I thought he was great. I thought, Jar- can I just stay on, on the so I was on the side of Jar Jar Binks was sick. Episode one is a great movie. That poster where it had Anakin, and then his shadow was Luke Skywalker. When you're 13 years old, Darth Vader. Darth Vader, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I got the story. I got the, the story wrong a little bit there. It was an iconic poster because episode one was teased. It was probably the most hyped movie of our lifetimes, I'd say. Yeah, when was it? 99, was it? Yeah, it was just like, I remember we were talking about it for years as kids. And this is pre-internet. So it was like, you're just here on the playground. Yeah. you hear them making a new Star Wars? And that poster, and we had it in Nelson. And I was like, I wonder who got it. It was probably quite valuable. Mm. But that poster of Anakin in the desert with Darth Vader as his shadow. When you're 12 years, 12 years old, that's the coolest thing. My friend was literally like, do you see the poster? And I was like, yeah, it's just a kid staying in the desert. And he's like, no, look again. Yeah. Oh, oh, my shit. God. Yeah. What? And we're just amping for that movie. You know, like we would have gone. It would be probably the first time I saw a movie like late at night. Yeah. You know, I didn't even, probably, it was probably only a 7.30 screening. But I was like, whoa. Being an adult and pod racing. Fuck the best. It was a fucking cool film. Fucking cool. And it's like... It, <laughs> and people, people shit on it, but it was just because it didn't live up to the first the, the, the first and second Star Wars films. Was there three? The original trilogy? There's three, yeah. The, at least the first two are like some of the greatest films ever made in terms I of... I think the second one yeah. is pretty good. Pretty good. But I mean, the first one, it's fine. I mean, uh, of the day. Yeah. I imagine it, so. But it's like a lot. It's like Harry Potter as well. It's like... As films, yeah, they don't compare to freaking... Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. But 
it's the world building. Like they do have like elite world building. In Star Wars, it's the world, and I can totally understand why these guys in this club would want to inhabit that world. You can't do pod racing. You could do drone oh, racing. No, but lightsabers, regardless, whatever world they're from, yeah, are very cool. I've always wondered because it's like a laser beam, right? Uh, oh, Star Wars fans are going to shred me for this. Yeah, they stop at the level yeah. of the sword. What's the stop? They just keep on going forever. Going forever. Don't know, man. Science. Yeah, I think like, the crystals is the law. I think Jedi's find a crystal. Okay, Dionysus is like sitting there amping. Dionysus, are you a big Star Wars fan? Uh, yeah, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I own three lightsabers as well. What? <laughs> Fuck your goods. Everything I talk about, you know about it. That's yeah. Your knowledge of like the weird shit that we don't use on today is unparalleled. So you own three lightsabers like these guys have? Yeah. Oh, I'm you do this as a hobby? I don't do what they do. I just own them and I like make little short films and stuff with them. Sorry, there's a pod racer going past there. Oh, so you use them for making movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not as cool. But do, are yours, they, there's a special like polycarbonate like for intentionally for fighting. So I've got one that's for fighting, but it depends on like the different hilts as well have the different, you know, requirements. So I've got like two that are specifically for just like waving around and looking pretty rather than for yeah. being, like hardcore smacking against each other. Yeah, so Dionysus, can you answer this question? What's the top of the lightsaber being just beaming into the forever into the sky? Well, Matt's right. So it's called a kyber crystal is the crystal they have to go and collect. Yeah. Um, they don't really pick it. It picks them. Oof. And the colour depends on like where in the force they sit. So you've got, you've got obviously like your blues greens yeah the answer is the answer is the the crystal is magic and that stops the beam from uh, no, beam it, i've just done some research into the star wars universe wow uh so according to a lot of the info the the light from the saber eventually arcs back after a certain distance however you you don't see that because the the light beam is so dense wow so the light comes out of the, the crystal yeah reaches a certain point yeah. And then arcs back into the base. Interesting that that arc is the exact length of a... Like, do they program it to go like that? I think that? they do. They, they fudge it, don't they? If you, uh, in the sequels with Kylo Ren, he, you, I think you see him tinkering with his crystals. Oh, they, like, they have to write it in. Hey. So Star Wars came back again for a third trilogy, right? Have we yep. just finished that? Yeah. But I did enjoy going to see those films and just being part of those worlds again. It is a shame because when movies are that big, so much relies on them succeeding that studios can't afford to be um, EG or yeah, or creative. Like yeah. They have to be safe. They have to serve the fans. Yeah. Star Wars fans are horrible people. Yeah. Sorry, Zane. Yeah. So yeah, like they, they can't risk anything. They have yeah. to basically serve up the same shit, yeah. get the money, carry on. Yeah. Because the toys make so much money. Yeah. I mean, Dionysus has how many lightsabers? Three. How, many, how much money are they each? They're probably about somewhere between... 400 to 600 each. And wow. I, I have friends who have more and are worth more. Are those official Star Wars ones? Nah, the official Star Wars ones are kind of crap. You kind of go to the other websites, people who custom build them or like they'll, they'll manufacture you know, like a thousand and then that's the run of that particular saber. Okay, 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 okay. So these ones that these guys use in Hamilton, they can cost up to a thousand. Yeah. They're like custom built and stuff yeah. like that. And it's kind of sick. And I, I like that. that they're Do they make noises? The money. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I like, if they're not licensed and stuff like that, I like that the money's going to like individual artisans. Yeah. Imagine if you met someone and his job was lightsaber constructor. Uh, he mails them all around the world. I would definitely have one. I would definitely 
Maybe we should bring one in, Dionysus. Sick, we'll have yeah. a wee little look. Yeah, have a little bit of a slash around. Go walk around the office smacking people in the head with them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. Yeah, I, I, I did appreciate those guys and that hobby, and it's cool to see like that sort of thing happens in New Zealand. And yeah. I don't know, it was kind of wholesome. I was like, yeah, shout out to the um, the Hamilton. Especially in New Zealand, because we're such a small country that it's quite hard to hide um, within a niche, especially a nerdy niche. Yeah. You're very exposed. So there's almost a sense of bravery, like you know what, we're fucking losers, but we're going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my theory is that everyone's a loser. There's two types of people in this world. There's losers and there's douchebags. We're all losers. Douchebags are just people who r- don't realise they're losers. They think they're awesome or they think they're some sort of special person and that makes you be an entitled douchebag because you think you're better than other people. Mm. We're all losers in our own special way. Some people can hide it quite well. Occasionally you meet people and you go, they're fucking cool. But then I like to go around to their house and pick apart what's wrong with them. I think that's healthy, and it's something I've been talking about with my therapist recently. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lisa, for showing up at your house kind of randomly. One of the best people I've ever interviewed for New Zealand Today History, and I I wish her all the best in her um, constant running for mayor and everything else she's up to. Um, Absolute legend of New Zealand. Uh, How about the Cozy Club itself? What do you think of that? Oh, mate. So I was was so... It was huge. I was blown away because I was like, Cosy Club, it sounds small. Yeah. Cosy Club, by the way, I was thinking of Cosy. I don't know what I was thinking of, but I, th- I was thinking of like grandma's knitting for some reason. Well, it cozy. sounds like cozy, right? Cozy, it's yeah. Cozy Club. But no, it's not cozy. It was like the size of, I'd say a, a, a small basketball Where, where does stadium. Cozy come from? What does that mean? Cosmopolitan Club. I see. And they're kind of dying out. They've kind of just became pubs or bowling clubs. But basically, um, just to describe it a little bit better, you walk in... There's a, a restaurant, a pub in this huge room. In the corner, there's a big old dance floor. You can tell they have gigs and dances and stuff like that. Around the walls, they have um, heaps of dartboards, heaps of pool tables, like unbelievable pool tables. And then outside, the day I was there, most people were outside in the sun on the bowling green. And I was like, this is like fantasy land for people in their six, 60s and 70s. Mm. But like, I was like, how cool would it be if our generation had a cozy club? I don't know if it would work. Why not? Well, okay, so Cozy Club, for people of a certain demographic, so 60 plus. Yeah. Yeah. By that point in time, I feel like people's hobbies are quite narrow. There's not many hobbies people have at that at that age. Yeah. So the the demographic of the people, but at our age and younger, like people who are playing basketball and football maybe don't vibe with the other people, like the lightsaber kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's too, too many losers and douchebags clashing. Or have we been segregated, though, like... Do you think that we would come together and like the the lightsaber kids would would pick up a basketball and the um, basketball kids would pick up a lightsaber? You know, I you'd mean, yeah, together. You'd, you'd hope so. But like, we all want to do a little bit of everything. You can't tell me one person right now who wouldn't want to have a hoon or a lightsaber. I know deep down inside, everyone that puts their hand on a saber wants to wield it. <laughs> but I also know that there's people who don't want to want that. Who like who are too cool? Yeah, yeah, but th- 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 it sucks to be your live your life like that. Yeah, like you often meet people who hate musical theatre, yeah. and I think those people are fucking up. And I, mean, I don't know your opinion yet, but I'm going to say my opinion, and then I can hear yours. I personally love musical theatre. I don't love all of it. Like, there's a lot of dog shit. You know, people are like I went to the Mikado in Christchurch in 1992. Yeah, that would have been a heap of shit. But if you go see a good musical, especially like a modern one that maybe relates, even an Andrew Lloyd Webber classic, like. Phantom of the Opera, or you go see something like Wicked or Hamilton, it's a good time. Singing, dancing, and a dramatic story all happening in, in front of you in a big production is fucking amazing. And I always feel sorry for people who hate musicals 
and think there's something wrong with them, and they judge the whole genre based on seeing Cats or something terrible. Cats is Cats got some banging songs, but it's a terrible show. I, I, I feel sorry for them because you just rule out that part of your life. And and, and, and so, so I actually just wanted to get your view, first of all, on musicals. I love them. Ah, that's amazing. I've known you for a long time. Did not see that coming. They're fantastic. I've always liked musicals and yeah. theatre, but it wasn't until almost like probably university yeah. that I allowed myself to love them. Yeah. Just toxic culture. Yeah. Right? Toxic masculinity at high school. It's associated with um, being gay. Yeah. yeah. This is an amazing moment because I've known you for eight years. And when I started my musical chair, I was like, Matt will probably be someone who doesn't like them. So that is amazing. To, we've never had this conversation. It's never crossed once. Uh, we have definitely talked about Hamilton before. Oh, yeah, but you, you don't like that one. I don't like Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen it, though? I've seen it live in London. Oh, sick. And you didn't enjoy the two hours? Didn't like it, no. Fucking amazing. I think that's crazy. I've seen it multiple times. I th- it's, it's, it's the uh, a victim of its own success, though. It was oh, hyped. Oh, it was so hyped. It was yeah. hyped. And like I'd seen um, Les Mis there, and I'd seen Aladdin, like, before. Just before. Wait, 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 are you saying Aladdin over Hamilton? Yeah, I am. Hamilton's a step above Aladdin, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think so. Also, you feel like you're learning something because it's based on a true story, whereas Aladdin. See, I think that's the problem with Hamilton fans. There's a little bit of smugness. There's a little bit like, oh, this is history. Yeah. I'm feeling clever. I can keep up with this. No, but also, there's about four banging songs that you haven't heard before. Like Aladdin, you've heard them being sung by fucking Robin Williams. And they're amazing. Such a story. And the amount of times the story twists as well. Like. Fuck, it finishes with a jewel. Crazy. And bullet time, so sick. It's the best. It's one of the best musicals I've ever seen. What else have you seen? I've seen it three times. Well, let's just go top five right now. I'll go Wicked, number one. Hamilton, yeah, number okay. two. Three. I'm going to sound like a chump here. The second time I saw Hamilton. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to sound like a chump, a chump here, but I enjoy juke, jukebox musicals where they just get the song. So I, like, I enjoy oh, Jersey okay. Boys and shit like that. Uh, three, I'm actually going to say Matilda. Oh yeah, love Matilda. I, I give it when it's original music and stuff like that, and not just pulled off a movie off a, off a jukebox. I'm going to give that higher. So, love Matilda. I enjoy Phantom. I realize it's problematic and like the storyline's fucked. It's a mm. guy who takes a woman down to his dungeon and yeah. she loves him, but like fuck, what a story. And five, I'm going to go with the novelty vote of Starlight Express, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical where everyone's on roller skates for the whole time, pretend to be a train. The only reason you buy a ticket is because you want to see people fall off the stage on their rollerblades or roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but that's entertainment, no way. Singing, dancing, and roller skating. Fucking what a show. Um, hit me with your top five. I haven't seen five. I've what? Just... You love musicals, but... <laughs> Granted in the musical. Granted in the musical. Yeah, put that in there. You were the director of that. I was. Yeah. And camera operator. <laughs> <laughs> that's the prop. That's the magic in New Zealand today, baby. Okay, one. Um, you must have a favourite Aladdin You can go to Aladdin number one I really like Les Mis Yep I think every it's song It's one of the greatest musicals of all yeah, time Yeah I, I think every song is a banger I had a dream my life would be Yeah So different from this hell I'm living So good And yeah I don't know I, just, I fucking I really love that There is a castle on a cloud Have you seen it? No Oh uh, you should <laughs> that was a very <laughs> funny moment where I'm singing word for word lyrics from the musical. Have you seen it? Never seen it, no. <laughs> I haven't. It's just because the song, I've been so many, my sister and brother were big into it. So like, yeah. I go to so many recitals where people would just be hooning the best songs. Okay. Um, so yeah, Les Mis number one. Number yep. two. A wicked. Sick. The first half, eh? You can't beat it. Second half, it goes a bit soft. But even the idea of, I'd love to do that like writing underneath an already known story yeah. and like having like a side story is fucking... It's, and, oh. when, and yeah, when it's well done. Yeah. And then, yeah, probably Aladdin. 
and then Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> because you've only seen four. Or Grandy and then Hamilton. Yeah, fuck. We're going to go to more. Well, I feel like we've learned something amazing today. Our mutual love of uh, musicals. Although very funny that you're a musical fan who has not seen five. <laughs> Wait till you see Jersey Boys, bro. I'm not going to talk. Oh, well, how many come here, though? Uh, all of them. See, I've, I've mainly seen many. them when I'm overseas. They're so expensive that there's yeah. not many, you think about it, but they all come. Like Lion King's come. Wicked comes every three thing. years. Have you Rent. seen Hamilton in multiple places? Yes. And what was the... Yeah, it was a lot better in New York City than that's it was what, that's in, what I mean. in Melbourne. Yeah. 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 And even though it was an American cast, the whole time I just felt cultural cringe. It definitely feels like New York City. We should go to Wicked's Coming to Auckland again. Is it? But I'm a bit... It's, I'm, it might be Sky City Theatre, which is a bit uh, dodgy, you know? Like, yeah. it might be a small shitty cast. Have you, seen, have you been to the Civic to see things? Ooh. It's pretty cool, the, 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 the Civic Wicked. Fucking amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Now, to finish this episode... Me and Matt will sing both parts of Defying Gravity. I can't sing it. I hope you're happy. I don't listen. Now that you're leaving him. <laughs> I don't you got do, to sing it first. I don't do Spotify. Okay, what else? You can still be with the wizard. What you've worked and waited for. You can't have all you ever wanted. Matt can't look me in the eye. But I don't want that. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't I don't know have that. Any more Something has changed within me This is your bit Something is not the same I'm tired of playing by the rules Of someone Are else's we with the game rights? Too late for second guessing <laughs> Too late to go back to sleep It's time to Lost my lengens Roll my eyes And dream It's time to try Defying gravity. Don't make a bar. I'm defying gravity. Why is everyone left? And never hold me down. Like that was, was defying like gravity. I was back there, man. <laughs> um, thank you to, all, to everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, just remember every day. Find a little bit of magic and ne remember <laughs> to never stop defying gravity. Cheers for tuning in. If you enjoyed this production, please tell your mates and spread the good word. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the New Zealand Today podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all at the same time, really get our numbers up. The New Zealand Today podcast is a production of Freddy Boy Podcasts. That's a podcast brand we made up for season one, and now we're on season two, and it's still literally the only podcast on the label. It was edited by Zane Dionysus Carney. That's such a good name. It features Matt the Cookie Man Cook, and it was made with the help of the icons at New Zealand On Air. It's like a Jamie McDowell song.